Welcome to the All in Harmony podcast. I am your host, Juliana Lindner, and I am so happy to share more of what I believe is in igniting our passions, is igniting our wisdom and intuition, where we are fully tapped into who we are. This podcast was developed from the intense feeling that I had inside me that I had been so shielded from the person that I was born to be and that it required me to take those layers off remove those shields and what a perfect opportunity on this full moon super moon june 14th 2022 in the sagatory season where we are unveiling our truth we are truth seeking in the sense of letting go of what no longer serves us and bringing in light to the parts of us that really are us, that really feel like authentically are true to us. So today I wanna look at the growth process because oftentimes we are led into this belief that when you are trying to grow yourself, get stronger, gain a skill, whatever it may be, get a better job, that this track is linear, that your forward progression goes in this ladder stage of you get to this point and then you get to the further point and then you do and then you get and then you do and then you get. And quite frankly, although that is possible, it's not as likely as you would think or even hope. So really imagining yourself through the process of growing as a uh, obviously an evolving process, but one that is always um, doesn't look the same. Day in and day out, month in and month out, year in and year out, it will always look a little bit different. And really the most important thing to remind yourself, this is a maybe a not so gentle reminder, is that growth happens after the period of hard. So when things are challenging, when things get hard, you, you're definitely tempted to throw in the towel, or maybe you're not, maybe you're at a point where you have an incredible amount of confidence in yourself, belief in yourself. You've let go of so much, um, negative energy of judgment, of comparison, of doubt. Uh, and, and you're really have fully leaned into yourself. So maybe it's not as hard, um, as it is for others, but at the same time, things will get challenging and, it's honestly not through that period where you st- begin to grow, but it's actually in the, the aftermath, so to speak. So once you go through a hard time or challenge, after that recovery period is when you really see yourself growing into a new person with a new mentality, a new skill. I often like to look back on my times of uh, very serious, dedicated, heavy lifting and my bodybuilding stage, and it was always not apparent in that moment. Anytime I would go, I mean, you think about, I mean, I was training five, six days a week, probably about an hour and a half to two hours a day. It was really hard to see growth at the end of the session. Now there's, there's signals, there's, there's kind of cues or keys to showing that 
you're doing something differently. So that in itself is growth. But going through the challenging time, going through something that is hard physically, mentally, emotionally, you find yourself in that recovery period of really growing from that experience. And that that is why it is, and I'm going to relate it to physical training again, because recovery is often undermined as something that's not very important. But I think times have shifted enough for us to recognize how important it truly is. The same goes for your growth development emotionally, spiritually, and mentally. It's not just about growing in that moment. It's everything that you put into practice afterwards. I have incredible sessions. I I started my healing journey with hypnotherapy with an amazing hypnotherapist, um, Leah Bunting. And she she brought me through an experience that I never had felt before. I released a lot during those sessions, but there was something that was showing up as resistance to putting those things into practice every day um, and to really see that growth transform and to compound on itself. So I'll break down fit physical fitness. So there's multiple layers to a, a session or um, a workout session where you're, you're putting time into your warm up, your workout, and some kind of cool down, some kind of stretch, some kind of something. And I will be the first one to tell you that this is probably my weakest part. I do good warm ups, I have great workouts, and then I am off on the run to the next thing. And I don't give myself nearly enough time to cool down, stretch out, and transition. But there's so many other elements to getting a stronger body that are outside of that fitness session, workout session. And that would be how you fuel your body. What kind of foods are you putting into your body? What kind of liquids are you providing for your body? Um, What does that contain? Are you drinking a bunch of alcohol? Are you um, not having a balanced nutrition? Are the foods that you eat are eating interrupting or or disrupting your body's ability to absorb the nutrients like vitamins and minerals that you put into your body on a regular basis, right? I have this vision of someone who is drinking a bunch of protein supplements and not eating vegetables and then eating a bunch of um, inflammatory foods, milkshakes, donuts, pizzas, saturated fats, and not seeing a difference. It doesn't matter about calorie consumption. It matters about what your gut is available to receive and absorb. So creating that environment for the absorption is is really part of the process. The other part is knowing your lifestyle and really what's worth, what's going to honor this transformation and growth that you're shooting for. If your lifestyle is very busy and you're trying to add more stress to the body by doing six or seven workouts a week, your body is not going to agree with the growth or the change. It's going to be resistance to it. If your lifestyle is easygoing, carefree, relaxed, not too stressful, then it's going to warrant good progress and and proper growth 
through those physical training sessions that are really hard. So it's always a matter of balancing those needs uh, based on some requirements, such as your lifestyle. The other uh, aspect would be stress and sleep, stress management and sleep um, kind of protocol. How do you unwind at the end of the night? What kind of sleep do you get? What kind of quality of sleep? And how rested do you feel in your mornings? These are all things that will determine how you're tracking in progress in, in a physical sense, but it's still transferable to your journey in developing yourself, self-development, which is what All in Harmony is all about, is getting more clear of who you are, who, who you'd like to be, and then taking those choices or words and putting them into practice, having the action behind those to truly reflect who you are. Because so often, and I feel this tremendously because I grew up um, early childhood, I can recall about around middle school time, things weren't easy for me at home. I didn't feel like I was welcome or very loved or appreciated. And I knew that I didn't want to show that to other people. I didn't want that to affect my friendships or people liking me. So what I got really good at was showing face. And by that, I mean showing a fucking smile no matter what. And so I got really good at showing a smile no matter how I felt. And I carried that smile around and I got complimented for that smile. And that smile was not always real. And it got exhausting to maintain that smile, no matter what. And, and I started after high school being on my own and still trying to uphold that. Um, I've got all, all together. I feel great. I love my life. I love my body. Um, it was becoming more distant from the truth. It became hard to even fake it. And that's when I started to have uh, higher anxiety levels or actually feel anxious probably for the first time because I don't remember feeling anxious when I was in high school. And I started to go through some depressive cycles. And I know where that came from. And I know how unhealthy that is. And uh, especially when you're trying to uphold that image month after month, year after year, when you know deep down that that's not true. So finding your truth, revealing your truth really is a matter of not just showing your emotion, but understanding the emotion. Where is it coming from? And then obviously knowing that it's a skill that can be developed, having rising this uh, uh, agility in emotional understanding and awareness is, is a skill that needs to be worked on. It needs to be practiced. So the healing therapies that I've, you know, adopted for my own practice have been ways to further connect myself with my emotional state. It's one of the reasons that I even started this three-day fast. So woohoo, um, hallelujah, I am on the third day and surprisingly super easy. I mean, yeah, there's been difficult moments, but in the grand scheme of it, I am at, what am I at? 64 hours, 65 hours of fasting. And 
not that I know that I could do this forever or that I feel like I could do this forever, but it's been easy breezy. And the purpose behind it was to know that the hard part would be in the moment. The recovery period would also show me more of what I was aiming for, more of that truth uh, and clarity of uh, how I connect to my emotions, understanding them, honoring them, giving them a voice and visibility and not trying to shut them out. Coming from a background of disordered eating and binge eating, that was my main source of binging on food was I had a poor relationship with myself. I loathed parts of my life, not all of my life, but I, I had a lot of hatred and, and I felt very stuck and lonely and I would use food to cope. All these emotions that I could allow and honor as just emotions that are real and valid through life, through hard times, uh, I would want to suppress. And I suppressed them by eating food and escaping those emotions. So once I got really clear on the fact that I needed to acknowledge my feelings on a regular basis, that's when the growth started to happen. That's when the progress started to really happen. And so this fasting has really given me a reason of more clarity to acknowledge these feelings in me. And sure, there's definitely clarity. And my energy is very steady. Um, I don't think I've ever this past, let's see, I started on Sunday. Sunday was great. Monday felt great. Tuesday, um, the only change that I felt that was like, ooh, okay, I'm feeling this, is I had, I did a 15-minute bike ride this morning, get a sweat going before I showered. And I felt, not so much during the bike ride, but actually when I got off my bike, I felt like a wooziness. Um, I was walking down my steps and I felt like my legs felt super weak but all was good. And it's really been this steady energy, steady focus. And I will be honest because I think if I wasn't in this position before I started fasting of, you know, where I am as a coach, where I am as a person, where I am in my life, where I am in my healing journey, I don't believe I would have had the same experience. So I attest that the experience, the great experience that I'm having right now is due to those things. Everything that has uh, added up to be this like wonderful pad and platform to go off of. So if I did fasting a year ago, I I don't know. I don't know what I would say, but I would probably um, predict that it would be harder. Uh, I could even use the word miserable. Um, and I might not even have the belief in myself to fully commit all the way through. That was one of the things that it's kind of on the bottom of my list of intention to start this fast. But I like to throw out challenges for myself that I know I could see myself through because I, for the longest time, I would not follow through with commitments. And it was really wearing on me, on my, on who I am as a person and I didn't want to, I didn't want to accept that anymore. So I started to do things that I would follow through with. And it doesn't mean that I would 
well, I have, but I didn't want to necessarily avoid things that I knew were going to be really hard and I wouldn't follow through with, but knowing like, okay, I'm going to really benefit from this. I see that in my vision. This is making the choice so much easier. So when I made the decision to move, when I really wasn't, um, I didn't have all the resources to move into my own place. I had been staying with my brother right during the pandemic and developing my business, working, um, kind of working two jobs and balancing those and piecing all the finances together as a single parent. I knew that I depended on my sanity, my livelihood, my happiness for me to be in a different physical space. And it wasn't that I was running away from problems like I had in the past, but really defining what I needed for myself at that point in my life. And I made that decision for myself, leaning on faith and hope that it would really work out, but knowing that it would be challenging. And I knew that it made it easier on my decision to and following through with that decision because I knew what how much I would benefit from it. I knew that it would only get better from there. And I think that really helps in making a decision of stepping into um, a new venture in your life, whether you want to change careers, you know, switch jobs, find a different job, um, start letting go of friends that no longer meet your criteria of the person that you want to be by your side, supporting you, that's, you know, real and also uplifting, who honor you as a person and don't try to uh, force you into things that no longer are you. You know, sometimes it's just a matter of saying, you know, this was fun while it lasted, but I'm ready for something different. And so that same thought process of this was good while it lasted, but now I'm ready for something different will allow you to transition into that next step a little bit easier. You're welcoming the change as something that will warrant positive, you know, a a more positive outcome that it's really shifting with you as a person and you're not resisting it because of the person that you thought you were, the person that you were thought you were meant should be, sorry, should should be, the person that you should be based on whatever criteria that is coming from and what that pressure of performance or achievement is coming from. Does this matter most to me is always the question that I've been coming up with a lot lately is, does this align with me most? Does this matter to me most? And those are the two questions that I keep coming back to And I encourage you to do the same when you're making decisions for yourself, when you're finding that uh, you want to develop and grow yourself and it's required of you to be, go through a a period of challenge and hard before it gets a little bit easier. And granted, it's always going to come back, uh, cycle back around. It never ends. That's the growing process. But being open to that, having the growth mindset of, I know this will make me better and I'm willing to make it happen. I'm willing to let go of an old story or identity that this is not where I want to be anymore in my life. Whether it's your physical appearance and your uh, weight loss journey, you no longer want to feel what? 
You no longer want to feel like you are incapable of doing things because your weight is limiting you. You no longer want to worry about clothes uh, fitting you because you're constantly shifting in your weight and your progress. And you're always going up and down with your commitment to your health. And you just want to be able to maintain. I think that's overrated at this point is maintaining progress is actually something that is positive in my mind, especially when it comes to something like your physical health, because really a kind of a direction of maintaining your behaviors, your choices, um, your time with, you know, taking care of your body, doing physical activity, doing exercise, um, making food for yourself, you know, making those choices that really honor good health. It's a matter of getting down to the nitty gritty of, well, maintaining this doesn't mean I'm ever going backwards. Maintaining it means that at some points I'll be doing better. I'll be maybe, maybe possibly progressing. And then there's going to be points where I'm staying exactly where I'm at and that's okay. If that's not okay, if you find that hearing those words saying that, you know, me telling you that staying the same or doing the same thing is actually not okay. There's some kind of truth. There's some kind of story behind that. And are you willing to reveal the truth is the next question. Meaning if you feel like if you are standing still, if you are even slowing down, if you feel like that is moving backwards and that you're doing more harm than good, then I would be extra curious of where that is coming from. And there's a ton of beauty, (laughs) tremendous beauty in slowing down. not of being stagnant, slowing down in the sense of being open, being connected, being clear. Standing still doesn't mean that you lose focus on where you're going or what you're trying to achieve. It just means that you're slowing down. Slowing down allows you to And slowing down during that recovery period, I feel like is even more important because a challenge often will be brought with push, will brought with intensity. I'm challenged, I'm rising to the challenge. So I'm gonna push myself to new heights. I'm gonna be super determined to get these deadlines, you know, get these things done by deadline and make sure everything is lining up like a house project. I am not envious of anyone who's going through house projects right now. I, my friend Deanna has a kitchen project renovation and, you know, just placing the order for kitchen cabinets, you're looking at 10 weeks for delivery. And then once the cabinets, the lower cabinets are in, then you can get the granite um, guy to estimate guy, whatever, for him to come over to do the template. Then you're waiting weeks for that. And what maybe could have been three months is looking like maybe six months. It's doubling because of how things are right now. But in the general sense of just knowing that 
that your push for it to be done right and done on time is part of what, you know, comes with hard times or challenging times sometimes. And the recovery period is when you slow down, that's really when you have your, your, your in-depth of reflecting and growing and, and even like, um, shifting. Okay. Well, this didn't work or this really worked for me. Um, I went way too hard in this, uh, boot camp, and man, that took a toll on my body or, wow, I had a lot of projects backed up at work. I felt so overwhelmed. Now I get to slow down and really look at what is, you know, feasible for me to continue. I'm not able to, to keep this up. That's where burnout comes. So those slow or slower times, recovery times, that's when the growth happens. So again, I'm going to encourage you, if you feel like slowing down is not an option, if you feel like slowing down is not worth it or not beneficial, I want you to rethink about the potential of what comes from slowing down and appreciate those times for all they were worth because they really do reveal more about yourself, about what is important to you in your life and it allows you space to grow it really does and if you are on board i'd love to hear what you are slowing down with like where's your focus going when you slow down and yeah i'd love to hear share with me where you are in the stage of accepting this aspect of slowing down in order to grow that growing doesn't mean pushing and and being hard on yourself and going through the challenges although it does that's not what it all is about right creating that synchronizing that balance between i'm pushing and then i'm pulling back i'm pushing and then i'm pulling back on um my efforts and where does that leave me the pullback allows you to receive more. The push is a grind. The push is a drive. You can't be in that mode 24-7, 365 for 75 years of your life. You just can't do it. So the same reason why we take vacations in the United States is really the same reason to look on your push and pull efforts on a regular basis on the weekends, uh, you're, you know, the nighttime, um, monthly, it, it's always worth the reflection of, okay, what am I pushing towards and what am I pulling back on for that s- slower state, slower life for reflection and growth? Join me next Tuesday where I will uncover more of our truth, diving into the practices, the wisdom, the insight that reveal more parts of who we are and who we are meant to be.